Welcome to another edition of our Roan Infobytes podcast. I'm Claire Milligan, Marketing Operations Manager at our biofarm Roan. And today I'm joined by Naomi, Technical Services Manager. And we're going to be talking about one of our new publications regarding our 11 Plus Micro MS product. So welcome to another edition of the Roan Infobytes podcast. Today we're joined by Naomi, our Technical Services Manager. Naomi, do you want to give a short introduction on your role at our biofarm? Sure. Um, so as you said, my name is Naomi. Uh, I've worked with Arbel Farm Roan for just over five years now. I manage the technical services team. So we're a team of five scientists. Um, and what we do is really provide support to customers who are using our Biofarm Roan products out in the field. Okay. So hopefully by now you've watched some of our, our podcasts and you're aware of our general icebreaker. So we really like to ask all of our guests to share a story, a food experience, whether it be good, bad experience, or even just a funny story. Yeah. Um, the first one that came to mind for me, um, I went on holiday a couple of years ago to Mexico and I quite like cooking. So when I was there, I went way off on an adventure to find a local supermarket and get some unique Mexican chilies. Okay. Pack- packaged them carefully in my suitcase, took them all the way home and then found a recipe to make something delicious. Uh, was cooking, made a paste with the chilies and then misread the recipe. And instead of putting in two teaspoons, I put in the whole volume of the chili paste that I had made. Okay. Um, and no matter how much cheese or sour cream or anything else <laughs> we put on these tacos, um, yeah, me and my partner couldn't eat them and the whole thing went in the bin. There you go. So, so um, here's a general um, question. You quite often get asked at pub quizzes, do you know what the unit of measuring the heat in chilies is? I, I do. It's the Scoville it scale. Is. Yes. Yeah. No, it's um, always a good question when you get that in um, pub quizzes, isn't yes, it? Yeah. <laughs> You can detect that by LCMS. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, today we're actually going to focus, it is on LCMS to be honest, but it's focusing on one of your publications that you have um, sort of published, I think it was just last year, so it's a bit of a mouthful. It's the analysis of aflatoxins, fumonisins, Dawn, Ocrotoxin A, Xeradolinone, HT2 and T2 toxins in animal feed by LCMS-MS using cleanup with a multi-antibody immune affinity column. And as I say, it was published in 2022 in the Journal of AOAC. Can you provide a brief summary of the paper to start with, please? Yes, of course. Um, So the publication and the project in general came about because we were hoping to find an immune affinity cleanup that would work well with animal feed matrices. Um, Obviously, it's important to monitor the amount of mycotoxins in animal feed for both human and animal safety Um, but the animal feed samples can be quite difficult to work with because of their complexity so using an IAC cleanup can uh, improve the accuracy of results so we wanted to find a method to do that Um, and we were successful in developing the method with 11 plus micro MS prep so an 11 uh, toxin column and we found uh, one method that worked for a variety of samples and gave really good accuracy and precision. Um, everything met the EC401 acceptance criteria that we worked to. Um, and so, we, yeah, went forward with a, a successful method. Yeah. So part of the publication was conducting a single lab validation using the 11 plus micro MS prep immune affinity column. And you looked at the analysis of pig feed, poultry feed and dried distillers grain. Can you tell me a bit more about what was involved with that? Yes, I can. Um, So they took the newly developed method and run it through a range of of different tests to make sure it met a a wide range of suitable criteria. So firstly, we looked at accuracy, and that was done by performing what we call within-day repeatability testing. So we took each of the three matrices that you mentioned, and we spiked them at the EU legislative level for each toxin, as well as half of that and two times that. 
And then we applied six replicates to the amino affinity column, and that gave us our kind of base accuracy test. Um, we then went on to look at precision and repeatability by doing what yep. we call between-day uh, repeatability. So that was the same test with the different spike levels and six replicates, but on two further non-consecutive days. Yep. So that gives us a big number of replicates to look at. Um, we also had a look at um, the working range of the column, so the smallest volume you can or concentration you can apply all the way up to the biggest. Okay. Looked at the achievable LOD and LOQ of the method. And then something else that was really important was matrix effects. So making calibration standards in 50% methanol and in blank column LUIP and kind of overlaying those and seeing how similar they were. Okay, sure. And you talked about spiking levels. Is it typical for a lab if they're doing their own validation to spike at the legislative level, half of that and double that? Yes, it's important, I think, when you're validating a method to make sure you can see the full range. Yep. Obviously, if a sample comes to you for testing, you don't necessarily know what's in it. Yep. So covering your basis that you can see something two times a legislative limit and also half of that just increases confidence that you can see the true range of a, a real sample. Yeah, okay. And were there any difficulties that you had to overcome during the validation? Um, yes, there was a couple. So the first one that comes to mind is the development of the extraction method yep. that we used in the first place. Obviously, as I mentioned, we're working with pretty complex samples and you've also got 11 toxins in there to work with, yep. all, all of which have slightly different chemical properties. So finding an extraction solvent and then a method that suits the complexity of yep. the sample and all toxins was was challenging, but we did, we did get there. Um, the only other one I can think of as well is obviously the legislative limits for animal feed are quite high and yep. compared to other matrices. So when it came to doing LOD and LOQ work, it was quite challenging to find matrices that were blank enough okay. yep. um, to spike at those lower levels. So that was a bit challenging as well. Yeah. Nothing's ever easy, is it? There's always no. some, something to overcome when you're doing a, a validation. And can you provide a bit more detail on the extraction method that you finally use during the, the validation? Yep. So obviously we do a little bit of research before we go off into the lab. So um, a method that I'd found that's used quite a lot already in the animal feed uh, cleanup is acidified acetonitrile. So it's 79% acetonitrile acidified with formic acid. Yep. Um, and that gives quite good extraction of all the toxins from the um, matrix. We've seen it used in what we call dilute and shoot yep. methods where it goes straight on the LCMS. Um, but obviously we wanted to incorporate the amino affinity column in. So although we used that um, extraction solvent, which gave us good extraction of the toxins, we then had to take into consideration the high percent of acetonitrile with the solvent tolerance of the amino affinity column. Yep. And we also had to think about um, the capacity. So animal feed legislation, as I said, is quite high. So yep. for analytes like Dawn, we really had to be careful with the capacity of the column. So quite a big dilution in PBS and then load 20 mils of sample onto the column. A uh, pretty critical step there as well is the wash that we've used for the column. Yep. So we're washing firstly with 10 mils of 0.1% um, tween and PBS yep. and then followed by 10 mils of ammonium acetate. And the reason we've done that is that the first wash really helps to remove any unwanted matrix components, so things like coloration or fats um, from the sample matrix. And then the final ammonium acetate wash step helps to remove then non-volatile things like PBS yep. Yep. and salts that uh, the tween that can cause an issue at your LCMS. Yeah. Okay. And typically, what kind of recoveries and RSD would you, were you experiencing when doing this validation? So we were very much aiming for the, as I mentioned earlier, the European Commission 401 yeah. 2006 okay. criteria, which is a kind of base level analytical requirements. Um, and for the majority of working concentrations that 
acceptance criteria is 70 to 110% recovery with an RSD of less than 20%. So we were within that for the majority of our samples, but actually in closer inspection for most, we would normally expect that to be a little bit tighter. So between kind of 80 and 110 and then uh, RSD is always less than 10%. Yeah, which is really good, as you say, trying to optimise the method and the performance for all those different mycotoxins when they've got different chemical properties yeah. is, is really good to get those kind of results. We were really pleased with the results that we that we got. Yeah. And what type of standards were you using um, when doing the validation? Um, so I purchased uh, stock standards from a range of different places. So our biofarm own stock, some others I got from well-known suppliers, yep. LGC, uh, Trilogy, people like that. And then the standards were just diluted in 50% methanol, which matches the um, final LUA of the IAC. Um, injected a seven-point calibration uh, curve alongside all of the analysis that we did. And our minimum requirement is that the R-squared value is greater than 0.99. Okay. Um, we didn't use anything like matrix match standards or isotopically labeled standards because from our matrix effects testing, we could see that that wasn't necessary. Okay. The 50% methanol and the um, pooled blank column eluate from a sample give similar responses. Okay, perfect. And you mentioned using a seven-point calibration curve. Is that sort of typical what you would recommend? We recommend a minimum of five. Okay. Um, just because of the three different spike levels that we were using, the seven-point just covers all of those. Um, so they're all bracketed within the calibration series. Yeah, and as you see, if you're working with unknown samples, it's probably quite good to have that, that broad range of, of standards. Yeah. What would you say are some of the advantages of working with multi-toxin immune affinity columns? Um, I think the first one that comes to mind is the time-saving uh, side of things. So obviously we do lots of work in the lab where we do individual aflo columns or ochre columns, but having the capability to do all in one is hugely time-saving. Yeah. Um, you know, the cleanup is pretty impressive with the 11 plus column. As part of this work, we had to look at a dilute and shoot version okay. um, just to see how they would compare and integrating some of the peaks, particularly the aflas where the sensitivity is a little bit poorer, um, was really quite difficult with yep. the dilute and shoot. So it, it really does make your analysis much simpler. Yeah. Ma- maintains the lifespan of your LCMS. Um, it's not getting dirty or needing to be cleaned out. And obviously we've just we've saved a lot of expense in terms of not requiring um, to buy reference materials to make matrix match standards or to buy isotopically labelled standards. Yeah, so. I think that's the way labs are going, isn't it? I think whether you're in the laboratory or whether you're at home, everybody's wanting to make it simpler and easy to use, quicker, aren't they? Yes, um, as I fast th- as possible. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the way the world is going. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so I believe that the publication is available via open access in the Journal of AOAC yep. website. Um, should be in, do be interested in reading this in more detail. But that really draws us to to the close of today's um, edition of the Rhone Infobite. So thank you for joining us, Naomi. Thanks for having me. Thank you.